Good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you're joining us online, hello to all of you as well. We are, we are here at our third annual Hanging of the Greens service. In the American calendar, there are times that the first Sunday of Advent lands over Thanksgiving weekend, and sometimes it waits a week until December. Just depends on how the day fits, and we are blessed that it hits in December this year. As we begin the Christian year, we celebrate the holy season known as Advent. It is a time when we prepare ourselves for the coming of our Messiah. Advent does mean coming in Latin. We celebrate these days of Advent in expectation and preparation for Christ's arrival. Throughout the centuries, we have observed a time of waiting and expectation before celebrating Christmas. The Advent season is a time for reflection, a time of preparation, a time of decorating, a time of, of, of waiting to see what is underneath the tree. And it proclaims the revelation of God's love as expressed in Christ's birth in a humble stable. When you came in, you probably saw the bulletins. just going to highlight that real quick. But I also want to highlight one more thing. Uh, if I can find it here. Help design Christmas Eve, our service bulletin. Uh, there's a sheet that looks like this. A lot of times... Uh, you, uh, the kids grab these, and, and away they go, and our Christmas Eve decorations uh, and bulletins have their artwork. But we also want to invite adults as well. If you are an artist or like to just uh, create something on the computer, let print something out. Send it to us. Uh, we want to make our Christmas Eve bulletins filled with the artwork of both kids and adults this year. So take one on the way out. But let us begin this service with a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, we long for the simple beauty of Christmas, for all the old familiar melodies, the words and the symbols that remind us of of that great miracle when he who made all things came one night as a babe to lie in the crook of a mother's arm. But in that longing, let us even more yearn for your renewed presence among us, even as we celebrate and expect the coming of your Son. We pray that love would find its beloved, and from you receive the grace to make it pure again, warm and real. May the joy and spirit of Christmas remain with us now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Christ has come, Christ has died, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. This is the name of the Church of Jesus Christ. When we look at the world around us, we see the darkness of war, captivity, greed, and broken relationships. We long for Christ to come again and bring light to our world. The word of the gospel is that Jesus Christ lives among us, bringing truth and light as a present reality. We have Silent Night by Rolling Times.
Both visual and performing arts have always been important ways to communicate the Christian faith. The use of music has helped believers understand their godly hope. Other forms of visual arts have been used from the beginning to help express various aspects of Christian doctrine and life. Colors, altar pyramids or coverings, and banners are some of the most important visual cues Christians have used to express their faith in worship. We decorate with cloths of various colors to help focus the attention of worshipers on the special season of the church. In the early days of Christian worship, Advent and Christmas were seen as somber time, much like Lent is today. Purple table coverings were used to speak of Christ's kingship. As the centuries went on, Advent turned into a more joyous season rather than one of somberness. During these years, the color blue was introduced as a more happier purple. In many churches, you will find both purple and blue in the Christmas season. Scripture is Isaiah 43 through 5, a voice on, of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Let us change out the pyramids, which represent ordinary or normal time, for the joyful colors of the purple and blue, and hang banners in the hallway reflecting our change of seasons.
the Advent wreath. Advent is a time of expectation. And this is symbolized not only by the four-week period of preparation, but also by the lighting of an Advent candle and an Advent wreath on each Sunday of the season. The flame of each new candle reminds us, the worshipers, that something is happening and something more is still to come. In a sense, on each Sunday, more light is coming into the world. The candles are arranged in a circle to remind us of the continuous power of God, which knows neither beginning nor ending. There is also symbolism in the colors of the candles. The three purple candles symbolize the coming of Christ from the royal line of David. He is coming as the King of Kings, as well as the Prince of Peace. The pink candle is to be lighted on the third Sunday of Advent season. This candle represents joy. The large white candle in the center is known as the Christ candle and points to Jesus as the Christ, the light of the world. A progression is noted in the lighting of the candles of the Advent wreath each Sunday. Each candle symbolizes various aspects of our waiting experience. For us this year, we are focusing on the four ideas of the the Christmas events. That is hope, peace, joy, and love. The culmination of the season comes as we light the Christ candle on Christmas, or for us, on Christmas Eve. We join in rejoicing that the promise of the long ago has been fulfilled. Our scripture is from Matthew verse 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the world's light, a city on a hill glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light. Let it shine for all. Let your good deeds glow for all to see, so so that they will praise your heavenly Father. Let us light the first candle of our Advent season season in honor of in his 
Christmas greenery reflects European traditions, but one colorful plant, which looks like a flaming star, the poinsettia, is a native to the American continent. It was named after Dr. Joel Robert Poinsett, an ambassador to Mexico who first introduced it to the United States in 1828. The people of Mexico and Central America call the brilliant tropical plant the flower of the holy night. The poinsettia is a many-pointed star that has become a symbol of the star of Bethlehem. We'll read Psalm 103, verses 13 through 18. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, and his righteousness with their children's children, 
with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. Let us decorate our stage with poinsettias. The most striking and the most universal feature of Christmas is the use of evergreens in churches and homes. Among ancient Romans, evergreens were an emblem of peace, joy, and victory. The early Christians placed them in their windows to indicate that Christ had entered the home. Holly and ivy, along with pine and fir, are called evergreens because they never change color. They are evergreen, ever alive, even in the midst of winter. They symbolize the unchanging nature of our God, and they remind us of the everlasting life that is ours through Christ Jesus. Under Christian thought and sentiment, holly became widely used in church celebrations. Holly was considered as the burning bush, or a symbol of Mary, whose being glows with the Holy Spirit. 
The red berries represented the blood of Christ as drops from the cruel thorns in the crown of Jesus. The scripture is Isaiah 60, 13. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto you, the fir tree, the pine tree, and the box together to beautify the place of your sanctuary. Let us bring in the holly and the ivy and other twigs and boughs of green. Christmas joy naturally overflows into music. About the 4th century AD, bells were pealed forth in glad song at Christmas. Of all of our Christmas symbols, the bells have experienced the fewest changes. Church bells, which have gladdened the hearts of people throughout the ages, are said to have been originated by a bishop in Italy. Historical bells that have rung out the glad news of Christmas are the Emperor Bell in Moscow, the Great Bell of China at Peking, Big Ben of London, the Liberty Bell of Philadelphia. However, it is the church bells in our every community of the world that have found their ways into our hearts. The scripture is Psalm 150, verses 1 through 6. Praise the Lord. Praise the God in, all, in his sanctuary. Praise him in the mighty firmament. Praise him in his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of trumpet. 
Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the tremble and the dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One of the most heartwarming expressions of Christmas is the Nativity. The Nativity speaks of the mystery of God's wisdom, why God chose to send his son into our world as a baby of humble birth, born in common surroundings, we do not know. What we do know is that God reached out to all people, including the poor and the wealthy, the simple and the wise, the powerless and the powerful, all who found him knelt in humility before him, knowing God is possible because he comes to us at our level. Whenever we see a nativity, we find ourselves with Mary and Joseph, with the shepherds and with the wise men, bowing before the major, overwhelmed by God's expression of love and coming to us. Our scriptures from Luke 2, verses 6 through 7. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now it's time to bring the nativity. Come thy 
tree is often the center of our festivities. Glittering with lights and ornaments, it is a part of the beauty and meaning of Christmas. There are several legends and stories about the Christmas tree. The first use of the Christmas tree was in the medieval German paradise plays held outdoors and portraying the creation of humankind. The tree of life was a fir tree decorated with apples. Later, other ornaments were hung upon them, such as paper flowers and gilded nuts. In England, branches or whole trees were nurtured into bloom indoors for Christmas. 
From these beginnings, the use of a tree at Christmas was established. Martin Luther was perhaps the first to use a lighted tree. The story is told that on one Christmas Eve, Martin Luther walked outdoors and became enraptured with the beauty of the starry sky. Its brilliance and loveliness led him to reflect on the glory of the first Christmas Eve, as seen in Bethlehem's radiant skies. Wishing to share with his wife and children the enchantment he had felt, he cut from the forest an evergreen, glistening with snow, and took it home. He placed upon it candles to represent the glorious heavens he had seen. The use of a candle-lighted tree spread to all Europe, and then America came to regard it as the central ornament of Christmas. This scripture does not exactly fit, is not exactly about Christmas trees. However, in Leviticus, it's recorded that the Israelites were to take trees and branches as a part of their celebrations. From Leviticus chapter 23. And you shall take for yourselves on the first day the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. Let us decorate the Christmas tree. The actual origin of caroling as part of the Christmas celebration is really unknown. Several countries have claimed to be the birthplace of the custom. For most of Christianity, there were no hymns or music sung by the congregation. There may have been call and responses sung, but no formal hymns until around 500 years ago.
It's why we call them Christmas carols and not hymns. But that didn't stop the church festivals in honor of the birth of Jesus. We know that caroling existed in Germany in the 15th century because Martin Luther wrote that when Christmas was celebrated, he went with others from house to house and village to village singing popular Christmas carols. We could safely assume that caroling was done by the choir of angels who sang within our Christmas story. Our scripture is Luke chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Of course, We sing in church nowadays, praise God. Let us sing a few carols together.
Well, we have prepared our sanctuary and Narthex for the Advent season. You all did a wonderful job. Thank you to the kids in the back, for the youth, and for the adults who helped make this service possible. For everyone who did all the prep work to make to make all the decorations uh, work for us tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One Advent tradition that we have not named was Christmas treats and food. Hard to decorate the sanctuary with hot chocolate and sugar cookies. So we got them in the FLC right after this service here. Uh, just go right through these doors. Go that way. Uh, there's, we got cookies. We got hot chocolate. We got fellowship time. We, we pray that you join us. But may the God who has called us to live in this hope go with you all on this journey of faith for these next three and a half weeks in this Advent season. Go in his grace and in his peace. And the family of God said, Amen. Amen. We will see you at Hot Chocolate and Cookies.